Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Line, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. What, what are you already laughing about, Pork? Seriously. Yeah. Why can't you be happy, Mike? I can't <laughs> laugh or smile or nothing when the show starts. Like, what the crap? No being happy around here. Get off my lawn. All right. Get off my lawn, boy. <laughs> what do you want from me? But welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. Last week, we did some consensus, not rookie, but Dynasty running back rankings. So, I know there's going to be some dissension in the ranks tonight, talking about some wide receiver rankings. Just joining me, formerly grinning ear to ear with light reflecting off that bald ass dome of his. <laughs> ball, ball head. How you doing, Pork? I'm doing great. I had to whip out the Van Jefferson shirt for the um, wide receiver rankings today. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not in my top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm just excited to be with the boys again on a Tuesday. It's a blessed day, and you know, just glad to be around the guys again. Yeah, he would be in the top ten of wide receiver age groupings, but we're not talking Ooh, about that. Here we go we're again. From a brief one week hiatus, we got Chevin Nuni. What's good, Chev? Oh man, I'm just glad to be back. But Mike, your one-on-one conversation last week about how the Dynasty Rewind started up. I remember we had the idea of putting out old things that possibly came up on the day that we podcasted back uh, a long time ago. So uh, one thing that happened in 1999, Terrell Owens signed a seven-year, $35 million contract. So think of that nowadays. Like, that is like nothing. 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 Then on the 20th, we had Barry Sanders sign a six-year, $33.5 million contract in 1997. So put those in the perspective. Look at those contracts of like Ezekiel Elliott and all those guys now, and Barry Sanders would be put to shame. So I appreciate <laughs> you building it up, though, but that's one of the things that I think brought the Dynasty Rewind its name, so I wanted to bring that up on this pod. You know, Jeff, that's a good point. I actually forgot about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but if anyone's ever interested in how everything got started, you know, how I came up with this and how everyone got here, go check out our YouTube page. That's the one-on-one series. It's the last one of the year. Uh, we're going to come back, probably do it again next summer. You know, me just doing one-on-one interviews with people from the fantasy football industry. Um, go watch them all and then subscribe and leave generously nice comments. And Also joining us, we got Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? Well, not too much. My, uh, my number 10 wide receiver is the same age as Van Jefferson, who I was going to say had a top 10 worst breakout age, but I was wrong. It's actually 14th percentile. At 22.1 years old. There you go. Is there a statistic called age-adjusted production? Is that a thing? Um, I think so. I do believe so. It's usually years out of high school, I believe. Okay. Just make it true. So, or age. Depends. Uh, let's get into some dynasty wide receiver rankings. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say mine. Mine first overall is A.J. Brown. Does anyone agree or disagree with that? I disagree with that. I disagree oh, as well. Disagree. What? Right. So there's one correct person on the podcast. <laughs> well, you're never right, Mike. So, you know, you know how that goes. I'm married. I'm never right. <laughs> That's true. I'm with that, too. <laughs> what, what, uh, what you got, Nate? So I got Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one. 
Yes, I agree with that 100%. Two smart guys in here. And I got ironically Justin Jefferson as my one. Oh. Tyreek Hill, he's married to Mahomes' arm for the rest of his career, basically. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you can not draft Mahomes' number one wide receiver as the number one wide receiver for Dynasty. It just just makes too much sense. Being with Mahomes, steady, consistent, elite quarterback play, it's the best thing for a wide receiver. The best thing is for Mahomes – he just needs somebody open. He can throw Tyreek Hill open all day with his speed. And I mean, Tyreek Hill has seven touchdowns in the last four years, over 125 targets, not in four years. But I mean, if he's getting that production with Mahomes, everything can go right for him, especially if he plays 16 games and stays out of trouble. I mean, I, I just don't understand. You could draft Travis Kelsey, you could draft Tyreek Hill and still probably be good in your fantasy drafts and still vouch for championships every single day. Tyreek Hill is just waiting to score a touchdown, and it can happen almost every single play on how fast he is and just the way he catches the football sometimes. Man, I I just love the way he has Mahomes as well. So yep. And also, you know, Tyreek Hill's only 27. He's entering his prime as a wide receiver. And I don't think Kelsey leaves anytime soon, but once he does <laughs> – Tyreek Hill is going to get so many more targets, so much more opportunity in this already very incredible and efficient offense. Well, I feel dirty putting (laughs) Tyreek Hill at number one, but it looks like that appears to be two out of four, and Pork, he was not your number one, so majority rules. No, he's not my number one. Mike would have put him number one to fight him. I know that would be on his top list. I've I've seen it. Washington Avenue. Would have been lit back in the day. That's he's all gotta, I hashtag he's Washington come, Avenue. He's got to come to me because you know what? He's got the money to make the play. So there you go. You come here. Come here get <laughs> Sell live tickets at the expo. No. I'm just saying. <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally understand the Tyreek Hill love for number one. It's just sometimes, like for me, I kind of want a little bit more consistency. I know some. We always say Tyreek Hill. He's he's kind of a boomer bust type of player, but he's not like that. But some some games he are he could get game scripted out if they kind of give him like a bracket coverage on him. So I totally understand why he's just not my number one at this point. So the reason I have AJ Brown is I was really high on him um, when he came out from Ole Miss. It's one of those things I love. You want to talk about a guy that could take it from anywhere on the field? That's AJ Brown, and he does it with a lesser quarterback too. I don't think that Julio is going to impact him. I think he, as far as negatively, I think he's gonna help him you know uh john mm-hmm. smith is not there anymore you know Ferkser is kind of a fantasy darling right now and i think he's going to be fine but to me aj brown you know he he's just a complete wide receiver you can put up tyree kills stats in less games because he missed some time last year too so that's why he's my number one but for consensus sake we're going tyree Hill number one what's up Jeff? i do want to say aj brown kind of scares me a little bit just because the target share, not I'm not saying he's he's not in like top five or anything like that, but the target share scares me a little bit. He only saw 100 targets in one season so far. He's very efficient with those targets, um, mm-hmm. but that kind of scares me with Julio Jones coming in. Um, not that it scares me away because I've already had my troubles of skipping out on AJ Brown just because he went to the Titans. So I will never let that happen again to me. But that is one thing I do worry about with him, even though he's an incredible player. Um, I'm scared with that run offense and Julio Jones coming in. I don't know how many targets. And I'm sure he'll get a lot, but how many receptions will that lead to as well? Well, we could also say that it's been told, and I don't, I'm don't. i not a, def- a defensive guy. Uh, Bob, when he's not listing his top five cheeses from Wisconsin, <laughs> lakes from Wisconsin, <laughs> or uh, flowering perennials, um, he could what? talk more about – yeah. Was top five flowering perennials. He didn't do that one in the group chat today. Bob, Jeez. get on that, please. Next week. We, we like to make Bob make lists for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, he would probably speak to it. But I've been told that the Titans' defense isn't great. So, you know, maybe they're throwing more. Maybe they're, the offense is on the field more because they're playing yeah. catching. It's just one of those things. Sure. Uh, yeah. Frank checking in. Frank Tomko, what's up, guys? Sorry, it's been a while. Hey, Good with you. It's been a little bit, yeah. So glad to see you back, Frank. Um, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for everyone that's hanging out here with us or listening in your car on the way to work. Hope your day at work is good. 
you know, and if not, listen to us again. It'll be better. All right, so let's move on. We got to figure out a consensus number two. So we still got AJ Brown on the board for me, uh, but my number two is Justin Jefferson, who watching oh. film on guys like Terrace Marshall and other LSU players make me realize that I was too low on Justin Jefferson. Last so stupid. You guys yeah. all wanted all of Bessie Johnson. No, that was Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate wanted that BC Johnson mess all day. I just wanted that article, man. <laughs> that makes well, it's sense. all good. We all F up, man. It's good. It happens. You know, it's, it's hard to predict stuff like that. So, so AJ Brown was my one. Justin Jefferson was my two. So, Nate, you have to keep me on board with how to keep these consensus rankings because you seem to be better at that. But what do you guys got? What do we got left on the board here? Tyreek Hill off the board as our dynasty wide receiver number one. My number two is A.J. Brown. Okay. I think he's the absolute stud. He is probably quarterback proof at this point, but he's lucky enough to have a good, efficient quarterback in Ryan Tannehill in an efficient offense that is probably going to pass the ball a decent bit. And I think – Julio Jones only helps a couple less targets, but overall uh, going to continue great efficiency and probably going to just continue to dominate. So I'm all about A.J. Brown as my wide receiver too. Sure. Yeah, and A.J. Brown is my wide receiver too as well. For everything Nate pretty much just says, just the efficiency, and he's just a dog when he's out there. <clears throat> Nobody should be that big, should be that strong and fast and running great routes as, much, as good as he does. Um, and like Mike was talking about before, I think – I think when people talking about Julio Jones being on the team is going to take away, I don't see that that way. It's going to give him more one-on-one coverage on certain on certain uh, plays. And as efficient as he was as being the total number one, he's going to ball out with Julio on the other side, as yep. well as Ferkser up the middle and King Henry in the backfield. They can't stack. Are you going to stack the box or are you going to? take care of up top. So, like, you really don't know. So, A.J. Brown's going to eat. And uh, Taylor Cornell, who I'm going to be hanging out with tomorrow night on the FF Intervention podcast. Nice. Thing, as long as you don't buy a B.C. Johnson shirt. Did not buy a B.C. Johnson shirt. I want to take a minute. Is that supposed to be a shot at me? No. Oh. I do want to say one thing, though. You can do, like, a baseball player shirt, like, in T-shirt style. But I don't feel like that works with football. You know, no. I remember like when I was younger, like kids would go to like Kmart and get the Donovan McNabb jersey looking. Foreman team. Mills. Yeah, the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, the jerseys. <laughs> For baseball, it works. Football, it doesn't. No, That's it look cheap. But, also, I mean, uh, they got to get what they can get. My Bobby Horn jersey should be here on Friday. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> why did you waste your $20? On Mr. One Game Bobby Hoying. Hey, that was Goodness. three games in 1997. My dad loved okay. Bobby Hoying. So I make Ohio do. State <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he wasn't good in the pros. <laughs> Ohio State QBs. But I think Justin Fields what? breaks the mold, by the way. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm um, great, man. So we got Terry Kill at number one, AJ Brown at number two. Let's move I, on. I, I didn't get to say mine yet, so I do want to say mine. Go ahead. But I have, I have Stefan Diggs number two. And I think just because he's almost a standalone target in that offense, mm -hmm. and he's kind of already built that rapport with uh, his QB. Uh, so I think it's just going to continue to grow from there. I mean, he's easily going to see 140 targets next season. He's going to be the main guy that they're going to be throwing to. And, I mean, he's got those hips that Porks loves those to hips. talk about. So, Pork, I, I do have a question, though. Who's got the better hips out of A.J. Brown – Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs, rank them, rank them, one, two, three, man. I gotta know. I know that's you said you said Diggs, Jefferson, and Brown. Yes, Diggs is one. I think Diggs is one. Okay, Jefferson two and Brown is three. That's what I would say too. Yeah, I think so as well. But I mean, those three guys alone can get open anywhere. So if you have any of those guys on your team, man, you should be very happy and be looking forward to what you got next season. But I love Stefan Diggs coming up this next year as well. So, do, Oh, I also, we should touch that, touch oh my God, touch on as well. Uh, Cam Akers will miss the season with the torn Achilles. Um, so tough break. Cam Akers, you know, feel bad. I was saying people were crazy for drafting him at the 1-8 in a startup. It hurts himself, but 
that's that's the business you're in, man. So uh, please don't take a victory lap when saying that K-Makers wasn't going to do anything this no. year. That's 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 been annoying. Like the negativity, the guy tour is Achilles. Like this is like a real life thing. It's not about your fantasy team or whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> like for me, example, I wasn't high on Cam Akers, but I'm not going on Twitter saying, you know, this is why I didn't draft Cam Akers because you can't predict an Achilles injury. You just pretty much basing it off of on field production. So f off if you guys are doing that because that's super annoying. So we'll see what happens there. They say they're not going to sign anybody, but they're probably going to sign anybody. Until then, stocks up for Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk, and Xavier Jones or Xavier. Jake Funky, about to get funky. I like Jake Funk. I thought he, you know, uh, we were saying he's a big heart guy. He's just yeah, yeah. He was all right. I mean, I don't think he's going to do anything, but he might get a shot to do like with some special teams work, maybe. Or... Hey, he's better than Pete Guerrero. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Pete's uh, unmatched. I wish he would have got a shot. Rico Dowdle. Remember him? Talked about yeah. Him? Oh, I love Rico, man. I was super high on Rico, too. I was pissed off he went to take a <laughs> Yeah, that was I tough. love Rico. We right. have watched film on some good players that just never <laughs> got a chance. And I'm yeah. glad Nate was able to bring that to me because I would have never found these players. Like, Hasty McTasty, I maybe would have found. But I think Nate might have brought him on. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say thank you to that because you bring these people up that I've never even heard of. And that, that has definitely helped my game and watching film. So I really do appreciate that. Hey, man, for real. Hey, I appreciate it. And look at us now. We watched, we tried to watch Xavier Jones tape last year, and he's actually uh, fantasy relevant. Who would have thought? Let's go. But we're the people who watched tape on him last year. I want to say. Xavier Jones. I saw a lot of people saying last year when Jamichael Hasty got some playing time with the 49ers, who is this guy? I wish somebody would have told them, told me about him. <laughs> I, I would constantly put our Linktree link in there like, hey, if you listen to this podcast, you would have heard about him. And people would be like, oh, you're just here plugging your work. Yep. You just said, I wish somebody would have told me about a player <laughs> like this. This is where you go to find out about players like that. But what do I know? Let's move Wait. on. We loved him so much, we gave him a nickname. So that's all I'm going to say. Right. That's true. And I feel bad for us, though, because all of our guys this year, we're either drafted in the sixth round or later. <laughs> not drafted at all. It's, it's bad. But let's move on. Let's talk about All right, so we got to figure out. We have Tyree Kill at one, A.J. Brown at two. We need a consensus wide receiver number three. So my highest remaining, I have Justin Jefferson at two. Um, Chev has Stephon Diggs at two. And what about Nate? Nate, how about you? We'll go to you. Yeah, so Porkman still has Justin Jefferson at one. Mm-hmm. And I have Justin Jefferson as my highest remaining at wide receiver three. Um, he's a stud. We know this. After one year, he's a stud. He's super efficient. That efficiency may not last, but he's still going to be efficiency, you know, mm-hmm. at the top of that, that list. You know, he's always going to be efficient. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a guy that – you know, at times could see a ton of volume. He's not maybe on a high volume team right now, but he gets a high target share, which is just as valuable. And I actually, a little spoiler, I have Stefan Diggs actually at wide receiver four, and I have Justin Jefferson ahead of him because I basically think that Justin Jefferson is the next Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have the young younger version than the older version. Not that Stefan Diggs is even that old, but I think Justin Jefferson has that ceiling. So I'm comfortable drafting him as my wide receiver three. Sure. Yes, and so I guess that's how consensus works because we all had him right mm-hmm. here. So yeah, that's I, he's at three for me as well. So, I mean, I, I want to put him higher, but I've seen these other guys produce multiple seasons, and I, I want to see it again so I can put him up the high. I, you guys already know my love for Justin Jefferson, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to spout it out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's a, I have him at one just because – how good he actually is and just looking at the tape from this year like michael saying was looking at terrace marshall and seeing justin jefferson just go off on that team it's like okay maybe i need to reevaluate how i'm looking at tape because this guy pops on tape every time he was catching the ball and then it, it just went right into the nfl um his production was really really good with Thielen on the other side of the field as well Thielen was more like a red zone touchdown guy and uh, Jefferson was, you know, downfield and 
catching everything and breaking people's ankles and breaking hips and, and all that type of stuff. And I absolutely loved it. Totally. Now, um, they have a running game. I love their running game and their running game opens up all that downfield crap. So all the, the bootlegs and actually Dalvin Cook running the ball can bring all those guys up and continue to have Justin Jefferson uh, do what he does downfield. And I think that just continues to happen with Kirk Cousins because I think Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap, a very, very bad rap. So shut up, Mike. <laughs> he gets he gets a bad rap for what he does, but he's he's a good he's a good quarterback. He's good for for fantasy for Jefferson and Thielen and Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook. So I'm gonna have him that high just because I still do have faith in my cousin Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the teams like the Titans, the Vikings, their play action ability is unreal, and that opens mm-hmm. up so much for their wide receivers. So I love it, man. All right, so number three was actually pretty easy, so we will go to number four. Uh, the highest rank, my number four, is DK Metcalf, who at this point last year a lot of people were talking about as the dynasty wide receiver number one. Um, Pork, let's go to you. Phil, as you're referred to by my wife, when she <laughs> says that I have no idea who else to talk about. <laughs> Who's your highest rank? You, um, I had Diggs at three. We're on three, right? Or yeah, four. No, just, just give your highest ranked player that's left on the board. Uh, mine was it's Hill, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I had him at number four. No, no, left on the board. Yeah, so no, Hill, no, 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 oh, so it's DK at that point, then. My bad. Did you just say it's Diggs? I thought it was Diggs. DK. Diggs. I said DK. What's what, Diggs? Okay. What's your top four? Oh, right Diggs, now, I said Diggs, then you told yeah. me no. So he is your highest ranked. I said that, Nate. That's All right. So, so here's yes. what I want you to do, Pork. I want you to look at the board one, two, and three. Cross them off I, your list, I and then we're Diggs. gonna go to the next person that's on your list. I said Diggs. Diggs is left. All right, All right. I got right. Diggs as well. as my. I time. also have Stephon Diggs. So I think consensus is Diggs four. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that I said was Diggs really the first hard. time. Wait, so, of course, got DK actually. Hold on. <laughs> so apparently, I'm way lower on Stephon Diggs than anybody else. I uh, I have him at number eight. Oof. Oof. Yeah. It's not, it's Dude, not, the guy could be the wide receiver one this year. He very well Again. could. But we've seen in Stephon Diggs's career that when he has is questionable, it's just it's not good. We've seen other guys go. It's just there's, but the guys that I have ahead of him, you could also say that they could finish better than Stephon Diggs too. Like look at the guys I have ahead of him: AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, and Chris Godwin. I don't think Chris Godwin finishes. Not Chris Godwin. I don't think C.D. Lamb either. But well, listen, I mean, this is your list. Mike Evans is droppable in all formats. I've been told. It's just that. It's just that. I think Porkman or Chef said this earlier. Diggs is the target in that offense for a guy yeah. who throws a lot in Josh Allen and throws deep a lot. Bombs. Bombs. I mean, just the upside. I mean, it's almost. He's going to have some weeks where it's Tyreek Hill level weeks mm-hmm. with Josh Allen. So, and he doesn't have a superstar tight end to you know, fight hey, the targets with. So. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't yeah. start, Nate. He, he just got also COVID, not actually. Is my boy. He's going to do it. No, I think they, they, they were talking about getting Ertz or something like that. So, that's what I've heard. got to see. That hasn't yeah. happened yet, to be honest with I you. know. For a while. I mean, okay. this Ertz talk has been out there for a year and a half now, it seems like. so. You want it right, to happen now. The last thing you want, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, is Ertz to go to training camp, put on a set of pads, and get hurt. Yeah. And, mm. and then you are stuck with it, or you got you to gotta cut him and take that hit. So for you need to move him before training camp. Smart. Yes. I think yes. that's $8 million. I think he's owed $8 million this year, which is a lot. A lot. All right, moving on to five. Who's everyone got left highest ranked on their board? So I have DeAndre Hopkins at number four just because this dude has seen over 150 targets in six straight seasons. Now, if you can get that many targets, you're going to produce. If you don't, then you are trash. But he does it with the worst QBs in the league. So I have no problem with putting DeAndre Hopkins in here. Three straight seasons, 100-plus. Second year with Kyler Murray. I think last year they missed a little bit of the connection that I wish they could have gotten training camp and all that. But with COVID, 
It just didn't happen that way. So I think this season, uh, going into year two with those guys and uh, less clearance on training camps and whatnot, I think that relationship will build as well. And, I mean, the key thing for a lot of these guys, they're quarterbacks. They're really good. So if you want a good quarterback and a good wide receiver, I think we got to go with DeAndre Hopkins for me. All right. And my wide receiver five, I also have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, we roommates, man. Guy, man, he's a stud, <laughs> and he he's not going down anytime soon. He's a guy who is going to be able to play you know, late into his career. He hasn't really had a ton of big injuries that are looming over him, and his – play style is going to be dominating even when he loses a step. So, and he's on a great offense with a quarterback who has a lot of upside. And, you know, I don't think he really has a second target on that team that's competing with him. Um, There's a bunch of guys that are competing for like the wide receiver three position because there's DeAndre Hopkins, a tier, and then the rest of that team. Pork, who is your highest remaining guy? Uh, DK Metcalf. <clears throat> um, he's tied to uh, Russell Wilson. He's not going anywhere. He's talking a lot of crap this offseason, but he loves <laughs> Seattle, so I don't see him going anywhere at all. <laughs> it is that bald head. It's, actually, it's not bald at all. I'm actually bald in. I got shaved. But <laughs> DK Metcalf, to me, <clears throat> um, at some points in the, on the field, he's literally unstoppable. Um, if he's going down the field and it's one-on-one coverage, good luck. There was one play. Um, Darius Slay was literally on his hip, and it just didn't matter. Please stop. And you can't, you can't, you can't be met. But Darius Slay had really good coverage on him, and it's like, okay, what can you do? This guy is like seven foot thousand. He got the longest arms I've ever seen in my life, and he's like built like the Hulk. Yep. When you have a guy like that that can catch the ball anywhere and doesn't have a route branching where he has a route tree, he can do all the stuff that you ask him to do. This is his third year. He's going to get better, which is scary. Um, and I would hate to catch an interception, catch an interception, and have him run me down fifty yards, getting nervous. This guy is a—he's a—he's a bona fide beast for dynasty. And I'll take him. I know we're not talking redraft, but I'll take him there too. So, I guess to find out who's consensus, I know Mike, you have DK highest rank left, right? You have DK highest. All right, so. Um, Chev, where do you have DK ranked on your list? Uh, let's see. I have DK at eight at the moment. All right. I also have DK Metcalf at wide receiver eight. Mike, where do you have Hopkins? What the hell? Nine. Portman, where do you have Hopkins? I have I have Hopkins at six. So then All right. Go. Hopkins is going to be our five. Five, right. Nice. Man, right. Chev and I are just – I want it. We are we're the best other? roommates, man. I mean, at the expo, it's going to be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. We're just going to be connecting all week. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see if DK gets that six spot. Changing the banner. So, Chef, who do you got at wide receiver six? Uh, I have at five still. I have Devontae Adams. Uh, this, is a, this is just hoping that – we can get Aaron Rodgers back. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, I'm definitely dropping him down, obviously. Uh, Jordan Love has proven that he is not the greatest. I'm just going to throw that out there. He has caused the demise of the Packers, and uh, Bob is listening. um, It could be his fault. I mean, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers doesn't come back. It's not his fault that he's there, but he's the guy they drafted. And they even – Oh, made Allen Robinson – Fantasy relevant one year. One year. Trash time. Made if all we need relevant. is one year from Blake Bortles again. Ew. I'm stop, just stop. Mike, stop with the Blake Bortles. Why are we talking about Blake Bortles today? You tell me I'm so negative. I'm over here yeah. being positive. It's not Blake Bortles. Stop. It's Blake Bortles. Who the hell likes Blake, Blake Bortles? Uh, snake. Blake Bortles is professional quarterback for the Green Bay Packers at the NFL. Bill. Anyway, all right. So the. <laughs> So, Chev has Devontae Adams. Yes. My, my next highest. Now, you, you guys still have DK. We know this. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My next highest is Devontae Adams. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not betting on Aaron Rodgers not being there until he's not there. Yeah. Um, 
I'm giving Devontae Adams a bit of a dip because of the uncertainty. But mm-hmm. I think you know if Josh Love played or Blake Bortles or somebody Jordan else – or Jordan Love, sorry. Jordan Love. If one of those guys played, Devontae Adams, he's wide receiver. You know, he's, he's an incredible wide receiver. He's quarterback proof. It's another guy that doesn't really have that number two target on that offense. Um, yeah. Tanyan was good and efficient, but not a ton of targets. And then the wide receiver two in that team, we don't even really know who it is. I'm not completely sold on Amari Rogers as a true number two yet. Not I think yet. He can play a role, but not I don't. Yeah, I'm not out there thinking he's going to like take away targets from Devontae Adams. So. Another guy that's just full of volume and consistency and maybe most importantly, touchdown scoring. Well, look, Frank Tomko is pointing out that Devin Funches is coming back. <laughs> oh, play a tight end, though. Watch out. Frank, please tight rewind end. what Nate just said. Nobody's coming game. back. Um, Devontae Adams scored 10-plus touchdowns in the last four out of five seasons, so I'm, I'm sure I've thrown it out there, too. That's, that's yeah. unreal. All right. I have him at five. All right, so Mike has him at five. Pork? I have Adams at eight. Yes. Put him on the board. Adams is six. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we just do the show by ourselves, Nate? Yeah, what what do you guys have me here for? All right, well, we know Mike and Pork still got DK on the board. (laughs) Chef, who you got? So my next one was AJ Brown. But after that, I have Calvin Ridley who is the best wide receiver option there as well. Uh, he should see over 130-plus targets, I'm guessing. I mean, he's been pretty efficient while he's been playing with and without uh, Julio. The only thing that really dropped when Julio left was the touchdown production, uh, which I think is just not having Julio there. That stinks, but you're going to add a guy like Kyle or Kyle Pitts. Yes, Kyle Pitts uh, into that offense, which will help. And then you also – uh, Matt Ryan's going to have to sling the ball, boys. That offense has not the best running game. So I, I think they're going to be slinging that pigskin around. Hopefully Pitts uh, gets a lot of those targets as well that was left. Uh, but I think Calvin really could be in a very good position this upcoming season. Wow. Wow. You know what? Chev wants to hear me say I have Calvin Ridley as my next highest. But I do not. I do not. Ah, <laughs> bless the Lord. Uh, so my wide receiver, wide receiver seven, actually, you know, so far these rankings are exactly mine. So that works. I, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> that means that just means they're wrong. <laughs> my wide receiver seven. These are CD Lamb. Yeah, I'm just consensus, I guess. CD I, Lamb is my wide receiver seven, which which means that it's DK Metcalf because you guys both got DK. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Put it on the so board. DK Metcalf, wide receiver seven. Yeah, I'm with <clears throat> I'm with Chef too. My, my wide receiver seven right now is Calvin Ridley. Um, there's nobody else freaking there other than Pitts. I don't really. I got to see more Olamide Zacchaeus. He's more of a you know gadget guy. Engages Russell Gage. He just <clears throat> just an average receiver. He does the job, but he. You know, you can't really trust him for fantasy purposes at all times because if you sit him, he'll be trash. If you play him, he'll be really good. So you're not really sure. So Calvin Ridley, there's no more Julio, obviously. Their defense is still probably going to be butt. So we'll just see how he can, he can catch cheeseburgers. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> flinches. That's stupid. Calvin Ridley is going to be good this year. Um, just straight volume. Matt Ryan's going to be looking for him. Um Everybody knows how I feel about Kyle Pitts. I like Kyle Pitts. It's just his first year. I can't trust a first-year tight end coming in and dominating the way people think he's going to dominate. So it's, I think it's, it has to be the Calvin Ridley show and, unfortunately, the Mike Davis show, which is it was just a really good value in, in, in drafts right now. Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Mike? My next highest available is CD Lamb. I have it number six. Wow. Ooh, so we're tied here again. We've got two versus two. All right. So we have to do the math again. Pork, Chev, where do you guys have CD Lamb? I actually don't have him right now in the top 10 at the moment. Neither do I, Chev. Oh, wow. I guess it's not CD Lamb then. It's not. My, I my next one is my top 10. So my like, next one is Devontae Adams. Um, I have Calvin Ridley at number 14. No. Oof. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got Calvin Ridley at nine. Where do you have Adams, Mike? Devontae Adams is at five for me. Oh, okay. So I guess already, he probably is the next one. All right. I guess Calvin oh, Ridley's, Calvin Ridley's yeah, are Ridley. wide receiver eight. Great. Now I have to like Calvin Ridley, apparently. <laughs> You know, Calvin Ridley is one of those guys, it's weird. You know how you have a guy that you, you don't really have a feel, you don't hate him or anything like that. You just don't have him anywhere for whatever mm-hmm, yeah. reason. You could never get him a draft. You just can't seem to acquire him in a trade. For me, that guy is Calvin Ridley. Yeah. It's just whenever I would have a chance to get him in a draft, I felt it was either I was in a position that was too early or I like somebody better. So mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, I'd have to go through and look, but I'm pretty sure I have zero shares of Calvin Ridley, and but I'm pretty sure that Lamichael Pirine is like 100 percent owned. I have, I have, a, we, I have one share of Calvin Ridley, and that's one Dynasty owner. Good place to that's have a Dynasty owner. Good spot, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. All right, so we still got City Lamb on the board. What do you guys got? Well, <clears throat> me and Chev don't have City Lamb on the board at all. Um, I have Terry McLaurin. Mm, okay, in my top ten. Um, obviously we know what that wide receiver thing looks like. It's him, it's, it's Samuel, and apparently it's Adam Humphrey. That's what I've been hearing, which is some bull crap. I don't really believe Jeremy that. Brown's there. Steven Camsons are still there. Gandy Golden's still there. Yeah, so somebody, Kelvin, one of those guys have to go. Kelvin Harmon is possibly going Isaiah to Wright. Oh, sure. Yeah, they got a lot Dontrell of people. Yeah, sure. yeah. Let Dontrell, the names fly, he, boys. Yeah. No, it's, it's Terry McLaurin. AD McKissick. <laughs> He's not going to do anything this year. Johnny's so, asking but. a question. Is there any concern about AJ Brown with uh, Julio there? No, I had him at, at my uh, wide receiver one. I'm not concerned at all. He's extremely efficient and a very efficient offense. Yeah. So. And Corey Davis actually took a lot of targets last year. I mean, Corey Davis was pretty efficient as well. I mean, mm. I could see Julio you know, keeping all those targets and out a bit more, but not enough to really – mess with AJ Brown. Right. All right. So again, my highest is CD. Nate, what is your highest again? I forget. CD. Uh, we don't know what Chev's is though yet. Who's your so highest? My next, one, my next one was DK, but after that I have Michael Thomas. Uh, I honestly just think they're going to force feed him the ball in that offense. I mean, you don't really have too much around there that has been established yet. Troutman's been there for one season. Didn't get very much action. And then after that, I mean, people that just have not produced very well. And I don't really think it matters which quarterback is there because, I mean, he still put up numbers with Taysom Hill. Was it like what Breeze did with him? No. Would you expect Mm -hmm. that? No. But they're still going to force feed him the football. And I think him getting that many targets, 140 targets maybe, is something that I think he can be efficient with, especially if he's going to be running slants the way he has in the past few seasons. I think that's going to be an easy catch and run for him as well. So I I just think, to me, targets is huge for these guys. So I'm going with the guys that have seen the targets and that are going to be their guy on their team. So he's a little older, whatever. No, Chev makes a great point. Whoever the quarterback is, they're going to force feed him. You know, things obviously you don't have a time to really set the offense up when you have a quarterback transition midseason. But Sean Payton knows right now probably who the starting quarterback is. He's instilling things in the offense to make sure that his playmakers like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, these guys are going to get the ball. So if somebody is wavering on a stud player because of a quarterback change, use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Star players, they show out. It's just how it works. Or they move yep. on to another team where they get featured. So, Chevs is Michael Thomas. Who's your next highest available player, Phil? Um, I, I said Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. So, we got yeah. two for C.D. Lamb. All right. Put on the board. I love C.D. Lamb, but like I said, with Justin Jefferson, I still got to see it. Uh, I think he's an incredible talent, though. Like, he can make plays that a lot of other players can't, and I think he'll definitely showcase that with Dak. Uh, this upcoming God season. Dak, man. That's, that's why I'm so high on CD. I think he was almost just as impressive as Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. but just didn't have Dak. Um, Andy Dalton came in and just wasn't the same. Um, so he didn't have the same numbers, but I think CD Lamb is you know, just about as talented, one of the most talented wide receivers, especially young wide receivers in the game. And mm-hmm. sitting there with the long contract with Dak, I mean, yeah, you can't nice. pass on the volume. You can't pass on the, uh, the touchdown 
upside there. And also Michael Gallup is a free agent after this year. Amari Cooper, they have an easy out after this year. So it, it could very quickly change to be C.D. Lamb and the rest of the who knows who. And I think with Justin Jefferson, too, everything, every little thing went right for him. Now with C.D. Lamb, run game, terrible. Offensive yep. line, not as well as they used to play. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play, downhill. We got the QB, one of the Chicago Bears now on his team, but they couldn't get him the football. Like – Everything went wrong for CD, and he still produced a good amount. Uh, yep. So I like, I'm super excited for him. I just think everything went wrong for him his rookie season when Justin Jefferson got everything to go right for him. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, what do we got? One more spot left, right? One more spot. And Chev, you have who on the board? Uh, Michael Thomas. But my Michael tenth Thomas. one, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I couldn't go on this show without saying Allen Robinson. I think he is going to have an incredible season, especially upgrading at QB. He's seen over 150 targets his last two seasons uh, in Chicago. I mean, the guy is an absolute catch monster. 98 catches in the last two seasons. Like, he just needs a QB to give him the football. And I think it also upgrades Mooney as well. Um, If, say, Allen Robinson doesn't come back, Mooney could escalate his game a lot more than what he's going to do this season as well. So, I love Allen Robinson, man. I think he gets downplayed every single season. He's been a top eight guy the last two seasons, and there's a chance that I think he propels in the top five uh, fantasy-wise this season, and he could go off for it. And you're going to get him super cheap in your draft, so that would be a guy I'm really targeting heavily uh, this upcoming year. Yeah. Nice. All right, so Michael Thomas was Chev's highest. Mine is Chris Godwin. Phil, how about you? Scott Terry, Scary Terry. That's right, Scary Terry. And Nate, then what about you? So at wide receiver 10 for me is a guy that I love a ton and is the same age as Van Jefferson as Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I mean, I, we don't know. See, I, I want to actually rank him even higher. Yeah, but we don't know the quarterback situation in the future. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I have it. I mean, he's shown to be pretty quarterback proof in the same vein that like Allen Robinson has been, and um, DeAndre Hopkins has been at times. You know, the guy you just force feed, even though the defense knows the ball is coming to him, he makes it happen. So yeah. I like that, and that makes me feel safe about him in the future. And I feel really good about him this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. But going forward after that, we don't know what that quarterback situation is going to look like. And I'm not too optimistic about it just because the team is too good to end up with like a top five pick. They have too good of a defense to get a top five pick. So I don't see McLaurin all of a sudden being uh, hooked up with like Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, or um, one of the top quarterbacks coming out in the next year or two. You know, I just don't think it's going to happen. So they're going to have to find a free agent or find a stud in the back half of the first round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel any better, I had Terry McLaurin as my number 10. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people sleep on him, but he's just, he's another guy that I think we could say is quarterback proof. Case yeah, Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, now Kyle Fitzpatrick, Allen. Kyle Allen was Kyle in there. Heineke uh, was in there. The guy's Alex productive. Smith. Jeez, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Did he play I with Smith fans. or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. So, Mike, I, I do. I do got to hear what your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins, though. At number nine. I just want to know why. Um, I just had him down there just a little bit because of age, and I just I kind of like these other guys better. I know Devontae Adams is – I think they might be the same age, actually. So um, He's yeah. older. Is he older, actually? I don't know. I don't know everybody. Probably by a couple months, but he is older. DeAndre Hopkins is 29. <laughs> oh, maybe not. I might Devontae be lying. Adams is 28. Oh, I lied. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but they're just, born in the same year. Look at that. Oh, so it's just DeAndre Hopkins it's literally just happens. turned 29 last month, and Devontae Hampson turned 29 until December. Yeah, I thought it was the other you way around. Me, you put any of these guys in your lineup, you're happy to have them. Yeah. So it's I like I like these other guys a little bit better. You got a feel for guys sometimes if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Anybody, but those are consensus rankings for those of you who are listening and not watching. I'm going to go over them for you again. The Dynasty Rewind consensus rankings are as follows: one through ten. Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, D.K. Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, C.D. Lamb, 
and scary Terry McLaurin. So I think love it. That's a good top ten. That's a good pretty good. Good top ten. No, Mike, do you have anybody in the top ten that's not on this consensus top ten? I had uh, Chris Godwin was in there. Okay. And then after that, so uh, Chev, you and I, we Michael Thomas, Ed Chase Claypool at twelve, Jamar Chase at thirteen, Calvin Ridley was my fourteen, and DJ Moore was my fifteen. I figured I would go to fifteen just in case. I just did. That's how I had it. But um, that's about it. Before we head out, just want to make sure that everyone knows, uh, hey, we are the champions of that expert division. Head on over to Dynasty.com. Just tell them that Dynasty Rewind crew sent you. And if you're bored and all your rookie drafts are done and you're itching for a startup, but your wife is going to be really mad, or husband, or whoever, is going to be really mad that you're in another league, play best ball. No managing. Head on over to Underdog Fantasy Sports. Use the promo code Rewind, and you get $25. Use the promo code. You get $25. That's it. That's it. You get $25 free to play on the app. That's freaking awesome. Use that code. Helps you win. Helps us. Helps the show. Because we invest that money that we get from them back into the podcast, which is always great. So promo code rewind, all caps. And you know what? Use that promo code. Send me the link. I'll gladly do a best ball draft with you. It's so much fun. Um, isn't it, Aren't these best ball drafts great, though? Oh, they're the best. I mean, I can't. I can't quit them, man. And I will quit <laughs> I'm not saying this. Even if they didn't sponsor us, the Underdog app is awesome. It is. Um, works really well. It's not glitchy. <clears throat> Sleeper. Um, <clears throat> the aesthetics of it are very pleasing. Sleeper, you know what's up. Like, I don't need yeah. cookies. I don't need logos and monster icons. What I need is an app that works. No, nah, you're old, man. Give me all the cookies. Give me all the mascots, man. I love talking trash on there. But I like <laughs> when I click on the app and it does something. And I don't have to uninstall it and reinstall it to have it do stuff. You know what I mean? It's like you sound really old now, Mike. Just don't. <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, uh, do you have anything for us before we head out for the evening? Yeah. So I I didn't really get a verse. I kind of just wanted to just talk about a few things. So this last two weeks for me has been brutal uh, mentally, um, but people have checked in on me, man. And though I wasn't off the rails. I mean, poor Nate, Mike, everybody checked on on me uh, when I needed it the most. Uh, so I really do appreciate that. But uh, sometimes you don't know that somebody is is struggling. Sometimes you just need to reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, man. Like you don't know everything that's going on in their lives. But if you give them a call, uh, you could be the person that changed their lives just to get mm-hmm. on the phone with them. So uh, I would definitely encourage if somebody means a lot to you, if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, shoot them a call, shoot them a text. Uh, I would say FaceTime or calling is definitely the best. Um, but also sometimes the timing that you think is right for you isn't the right timing as well. Sometimes you got to wait on things. God timing uh, is better than yours. Uh, and I've had to deal with that a lot this past couple of months. It, I'm, I'm still not there. It's, it's something I have to work on every single day, uh, letting God take control and uh, let him do what's best for me and not on my time. Um, and I sh- realizing that everything is not going to be the way you planned it. And that is the one thing that I really struggle with. So I'm sure a lot of other people struggle with that. So I just wanted to throw that out there to everybody, letting you guys know, hey, we're, I'm dealing with stuff. I'm sure you might be dealing with the same thing. If you want to reach out to me, please feel free to uh, definitely call somebody this week, check up on them and and love the people around you, man. I got a good group around me, and I'm definitely blessed. So uh, thank you guys so much for all you guys do. Of course, Chev, and we love having you here. Glad that you are back after last week. Uh, but until we see you again, and then we don't forget, we'll not have a live show next week. I'm on vacation. Chev's going to be away as well. Uh, so we do have something pre-recorded, and I believe it is what the kids say is fire. Did I use that correctly? Lit. Jesus, Mike. Lit. They don't say fire no more, bro. <laughs> So we're, we're still going to have the regular podcast release and the video will get put out on YouTube. It'll be up Wednesday morning when we normally drop the YouTube video. Um, so that'll be that. It's going to be a great episode. You guys are going to love it, Chev. But until we see you in a few weeks live and in person, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Chev Boyardee, boy with an I. Please feel free to reach out to me. I love getting to talk to you guys. If you guys have anything that I, I need to get in the best ball league. I haven't been in one yet. So that is oh, on me. On, man. I, I know. I know. Hey, we got to get one in. So if you want to you want to be a part of that with me 
or maybe some of the guys will hop in with that. I would love to get in one, man. I, I heard it's pretty cool, so I'm just going to go with it. Let, let's do it. Let's, we could set one up on Sleeper because I don't think you could do underdog in Arizona, can you? I don't know. I think sports betting is – No, I think they did it now. I, I think, think we're good, now. so I think yeah. I can actually get in. I'll oh, use the code too. Use that promo code rewind and make sure you you get that link over to me so we can get that slow draft going. But Pork, uh, before you fall asleep in that easy chair there, where can we find you on Twitter? Well, they, they do like my eyes are closed. I promise I'm not smoking or anything. Who's watching? Uh, you can find me at FF Porkman. <clears throat> and um, just like Chef said, if you ever want to talk, I'm always here. I know I always say it every week, but you know, I just want to reiterate. You never know what you're going through. Like when Chef, me and Chef uh, had a conversation, I think it was yesterday, I called him just to check up on him because I know something's going on. And, you know, we always play video games. We actually, that's when we have our actual talks, like man talks are just straight laughing. Like some people actually need that, that interaction because you never know what's going on. So I'm always here for anybody that needs to talk on Twitter and, uh, if you feel comfortable, I'll give you my number, but probably not. I know Mike's not. So, <laughs> so like uh, like these guys said, if you want to talk to somebody, their DMs are open. Nate, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at Nate NFL. I mean, you can always talk to me. Uh, I'll do my best to DM you back. But um, Porkman and Chev got that got that lock. I feel like I don't even care if you're following me or not. How about that? Right. And Michael just mute your conversation anyway. <laughs> Maybe right. feel bad. They're like also personal and like intimate. I was like, I mean, you can message me if you want. If you I mean, want. I'm not gonna like Listen, say gonna... don't if, message me. When when I when I do guest spots or when I set up a bunch of guests for the show, I start a DM thread. And then when the show's over, I say, Hey, listen, this has been fun, but I gotta stay true to form, leave conversation. So um, you know, my DMs are open-ish. You know what I mean? If you need life advice, Porkman Chev, they're the guys to go to. If you want audio advice for your podcast, my DMs are open. I would gladly talk about that or fantasy. Don't ask me about cars because I hate my job, but you can follow me on Twitter at the end. Oh my God, I keep forgetting. It's at Rewind CEO. Yes, I was waiting for you to do that. I'm about, to funny, change I'm about to change it back, seriously. Because oh, no. you know, it didn't get me verified anyway, which is what it's all about, isn't it? I want that blue check mark. So, <laughs> If you are so inclined, you could follow me at Rewind CEO. I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, where we have tons of fire and lit content over there. Doesn't sound like a Bob script. Yeah. That's not a Bob. Bob Bob would say. That's ball leave. Bob would say sons in seven, I think, though. I'm just saying. Bob would. Make me say something. Bob's not the host. Let's put it out there. I am. Man, let's cut this thing, man. <laughs> let's cut this thing out here. So until next week, everybody, uh, I will just – the little little spoiler, it is a Devi episode. We do talk about if you don't play, why it's important to do so or even why it's important to pay attention to these things. Mm-hmm. Why that up for Dynasty League. Got some great guests, Nate and I, and some guests, but you got to tune in next week to find out. Until then, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.